0: Today on the Beyond Beauty podcast, we're so excited to have Jadis Montijo, CEO and founder of um, Motivo Scar Care. So, Jadis, I'll hand it off to you. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. And we love to get to know your story, how you got started within the scar care space, how you got started in skincare, what were you doing before, and how did you get to your journey that brought you here today?
1: Thank you for having me, first off, to get into my story of how I. Got into the scar care industry. My business background originally started back in 2013 in the cannabis industry. I helped start a ancillary cannabis product called the Kind Pen, and I was part of that company up until around 2020. I left to start Motivo Scar Care, and Motivo Scar Care was built pretty much from my personal experience with after surgery care about. Six years ago, (laughs) I, I lose track of time, but I'm pretty sure about six years ago, I started the process of transitioning from female to male. And then along with that process came the opportunity to have a top surgery done. So I got my top surgery done by Dr. Jonathan Keith. He's one of the leading gender affirming surgeons in the US and he is now actually a partner in Motivo. But. So back in, I think I want to say 2018, when I got my procedure done, it was it was summertime. I remember that. So I was pretty excited to just be like out and free and have my shirt off and stuff. I live in New Jersey on the shore. So not the Jersey shore. <laughs> that was on MTV, a little classier than that. But I the follow-up treatment to the surgery was wear scar tape. I tried uh, multiple different brands, and I'm a pretty active person. Like I said, I live on the shore, hiking, kayaking, I like to run, and just nothing would stick to me. I, even All the time, I'd tell the story of when I was at the bar, and just from standing there sweating, my scar tape, someone's like, what is on your shoe? And it, <laughs> and it like fallen from under my shirt and was oh, like on my shoe, and I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Uh, so after that I was like okay this is super inconvenient I'm not wearing this anymore with that my scars started to stretch and just become like super raised I built up a lot of scar tissue and keloiding so like the overall just appearance of the surgery like it just didn't didn't look as good as I I would have liked it to or Dr. Keith would would have liked it to we decided to do a scar revision surgery so pretty much from neglecting to where the scar treatment resulted in my scar stretching and me having to go under for another procedure to, to a scar revision procedure. But then after that is where scar tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, I'm back at square one essentially. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, was, I was talking to Dr. Keith and I'm like, this does not like, this doesn't work. And he's, I, he had that, issue with with a few patients and was like you just have to do what, what you can do and i was like why don't why don't we do something better let's can we try to figure something out and he's like if you can come up with something i'm down so i, I kind of got to the drawing board on that and we went through about two and a half years of R and just everything that it takes to create a product to formulate new products and we We're finally able to launch February of 2023, so we're a little less than a year old right now, Mm -hmm. but we have a water-resistant scar tape that'll stay on your skin for three to five days through showering, exercising, any kind of sweat or moisture, and then we also formulated two topicals with ingredients that are known to help heal scars. Here we are. Today, so when, you, the when you're starting finally. to
0: develop this product, were you going to manufacturers and were they saying, oh, this isn't possible or, oh, there's this technology no one is talking about and maybe it's, it uses water to be the adhesive almost, I'm, I'm thinking of almost like when you have like the game day tattoos where like the fake tattoos kids <laughs> put on their hands yeah. or, or sports fans and you put the piece of water over it and for whatever reason, the water gives it the adhesiveness and I'm still slightly confused by that technology, but is something like <laughs> leverage that or what was your process working uh, with manufacturers to develop this? And so can I that? can't
1: go into like too much detail on the exact formula or technology behind it because it's a uh, patent pending, but essentially, so in general, like silicone is the issue and the silicone tape of it being, of it not being water resistant or waterproof because silicone is not waterproof. So any kind of exposure to moisture, the silicone it's just going to lose its adherence and fall off the skin. And just like those tapes in general, a lot the overall like education in the market is that that is the best product to use um because that is what has been out for years. So our product does take a lot more education. We do separate the So our tape doesn't have silicone in it, but it is, we have our topicals are silicone-based. You can use them in combination, but even if you don't use them together, the tape still has the abilities to help diminish the scar by help keeping the tension off the skin. So after an incision-based wound, you really want to keep that skin tight from to keep the scar from stretching and forming new scars. It keeps the scar compressed to help uh, minimize the probability of scar tissue buildup. It it aids as a protection barrier. So a lot of times in those incision areas, the the skin can be like super sensitive. So the tape is meant to mimic the movement of your skin. And it also provides uh, UV protection.
0: Mm, That was my next question is, I know like between scars and tattoos, right? You can't get any sun on it. a long period of time, mm-hmm. and even if you're not sitting and walking along the beach, you could be walking to get coffee in the morning, and the sun happens. Or you're walking in like yeah. an urban environment, like New York, and thinking, "Oh, there's no sun. There's always sun out for the most part." And that exactly is sort of sensitive, but you don't want to cause additional damage to such a like new piece of skin that's forming. Personally,
1: terrible at <laughs> using like sun protection and stuff like that, but it is extremely important, and I do recommend it, um, especially on uh, a scarred area. Yeah, our the tape will it'll help hide the the scar from the sun.
0: An interesting point you made is about education too, and especially when you're disrupting a market. And it's Mm -hmm. not just like another product that you're maybe offering a discount for, or maybe you're offering a premium for, but you're really disrupting this industry. So how did you go about educating your consumers? Are you partnering with other plastic surgeons? Are you going to direct to consumers? Are you finding like the community building? How, what is your marketing plan within your first year? And what have you found that has worked? And maybe what have you tried that didn't work and, But it taught you something about hey this is our new plans going into 2024
1: i have so many plans going into 2024 to better educate consumers on our product why it is just as as effective if not better and that does come along with a lot of education even we're right now currently the only ones in the market that offer multiple skin tones in the scar tape and those happen to not be our the darker skin tones that we offer they're not selling as well as the lighter skin tones and i feel like there's a lack of education in that area of people with darker skin not realizing that there is a solution for them now because people with darker skin just statistically are prone to scarring worse than people with lighter skin like now they're is a product that we have created that will give you the ability to have a more discreet wear while healing your scar. So that's a lot of education. That's a lot. I want to put a lot of emphasis around that going in, especially because the beauty industry overall, obviously, and a lot of industries are trying to become more diverse and inclusive. So I don't just want to obviously have our diversity and inclusion just around the LGBTQ community because that's one that resonates with me but I wanted to include people of color as well and just have everyone realize that that we have created a solution for them and then just marketing around the use like how to use the product like I said there because of the fact that we separate the silicone from the tape, there's still, like I said, is the ability to have effective healing from using the tape as a standalone product or an added effectiveness by using them in combination with our other products. And then we do want to roll out a few more products, two more I products know. going into 2024.
0: Mm-hmm. So in terms of sale are right now, are you going, are you selling through plastic surgeons? Are you going to direct to consumer? Are you looking to partner with Mm -hmm. retailers, whether they're like mass to more boutique and how, Mm -hmm. like, how did your operations work throughout the sales process there?
1: For our first year, I really focused on just direct to consumer through our sales channels that we're on. We are on a Shopify, we have a website, we're on Amazon. And we just started TikTok shop. I'm like terrible with <laughs> with social media in general. It's just it's all unfamiliar to me. Yeah. yeah, it is a lot of work. It's a lot to keep up with. I'm still like figuring out the TikTok shop stuff, but the products are on there and I think it looks good. So <laughs> that's a avenue to shopping. And then going into twenty twenty four is when I want to expand more into the physician offices, partnerships with retailers, Medispas and all that stuff. I didn't have it on the table for my first year just because being such a small team, mainly just me doing all the day-to-day operations. There was a lot to focus on with just the overall brand awareness and getting the product out there. So it's like just focusing on that direct to consumer. I have a better angle to approach um, a wholesale market going mm-hmm. forward into 2024 of okay people are using our product they are loving our product and this is why you should have it on your shelves.
0: Yeah. and you can collect so much more data when you are going to direct a consumer to say hey if i'm targeting them with this digital ad or maybe they're resonating more with this email subject line and then you can pitch that into the wholesalers and say this is what i know about my consumer this is what i was surprised about my consumer and this is what's working yeah. And that data is king so that's exactly that's yeah we get
1: A lot more data, obviously, from people shopping direct on our website. Amazon holds a lot of that data. So we're trying to find ways to capture those customers and bring them back to the website just so we can give them an overall better experience with using the product in general. We can have an open line of communication with the customer, get their feedback, and be able to remedy any ailments that we have within the products or the business. It's Mm -hmm. good to be able to to connect with the customers.
0: So when you mentioned that you're really this is your first year in Motivo Scar Care business, you're doing everything mm-hmm. from like operations to sales to product development, marketing. That's a lot to do. Even just marketing, you're competing against teams yeah. that have thirty people within marketing across digital, social, analytics, like performance and growth, as well as brand marketing. So what is yes, what is the hardest part about being a founder and launching your own business, and what surprised you the most? and what came the most natural to you?
1: I don't think that there is an easy part of being a founder. I always say like, if there isn't a problem to solve, then that's a problem, because there's always something that you need to be solving in your business. You need to be changing. And then once it gets to this level, okay, like we we had this issue, now we made it better. Okay, but how do we make it better from here? So I just feel like you you have to be on your toes constantly and. You have to be in the past and in the present and in the future all at once and Mm -hmm. trying to maintain organization while doing all of that. So it's, it's complicated. And a lot of like my previous experience in business with the, um, CPG cannabis company was basically all encompassing of the same situation. So me and the uh, founder, we, it was just him and I for the first few years, we did, I'd be printing orders. Downstairs, running upstairs, taking a picture for social media, running to the post office, do it, run, going to a smoke shop to sell a product. So I, that definitely prepared me for a lot of what's happening here. And it also taught, like, my previous experience definitely taught me a lot of what I do and don't want to do in business. And I am applying that with, within this
0: company. There's so many different hats you have to wear and then understand yeah. even just looking at the world of digital marketing and social media marketing, what used to be what worked last year is not going to work this year. And now if you look at TikTok, Absolutely. what worked two weeks ago might not work today and keeping <laughs> up with the trends. So. Yeah.
1: Exactly. There's a a whole
0: new definition to scaling your
1: business. I just finished up an ads course because I, I had a few. I ran through a few like agencies, and I'm like, "This is great that you're like telling me all of this information." But if I don't understand it for myself, then I don't really know what the fuck to talk about or if it's actually working. So that was like a point where that was a learning curve that I've had with this business. Is like coming from cannabis, you can't do paid advertising. So that was like something that. We didn't have to worry about that. We had to worry about like how how do we scale this company organically? But like now coming into this, it's I have I have to do paid ads. This is a company that it's really the, and the internet's pay to play. You're not gonna be able to just start a. There's so many like people online. Oh, start your company like overnight success. That's not. That does not fucking happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the internet the is pay to play. Yeah,
0: luck, luck often gets confused with hard work. And that's not an overnight success. And maybe one day someone woke up and they had all these orders in their Shopify account, but that could have been the result of months and weeks and years of the work that it took behind the scenes from product development to marketing to partnerships to get those hundreds of orders in their account or thousands of orders in their account. Of course.
1: Yeah. You have to be like constantly learning and constantly applying and constantly, like I said, you have to be like ever changing. I, I have to be... In the future of where the scar uh, care industry is going, and then I have to take what I'm thinking of where the future is going, and try to apply it of where I am in the present, and then also be in the past to not repeat um, previous mistakes that we've made. So, like I said, a big learning curve um, for me in this specific company has been the paid advertising and navigating that world, and just understanding it. It's, like I said, I. If I don't understand how the money is being spent, then I'm not going to be able to spend it properly. Mm -hmm. And in order to stay on budget and and meet our numbers, these are things I have to be able to understand. So I would take time out of my already busy and long day to sit down and learn and and take a course and have mentors to help guide me, which is super important to me. And I'm super grateful for all the mentors that I have. I have just, I feel like one for every aspect of of the business. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: What is the best advice that a mentor has ever gifted to you? And what is that advice and how has it helped you?
1: A while ago, actually, someone said to me that a business never goes as planned. And that's true. And to just have the overall goal in mind, but the way that you get to that goal is not going to be what you originally intended it to be. And that is (laughs) absolutely true. I feel like that's true, just not only in business, but life in general. So it's just, you have to be willing to be like flexible and know when to actually let things, what to affect you and what not to affect you. A lot of being a founder, you have to, you go through so many you can go through like 50 different emotions in a day. It's, really? I feel like you're all, we're all fucking manic. You get like a great email, then you get a shit email, then you're like all over the place. It's all happening at once. And you have to like be able to respond accordingly to all these things, maintain your composure. So it's, I feel like every like startup founder is like that meme, like your room is on fire. And
0: mm-hmm. You're just
1: like sitting there saying everything's fine.
0: Yeah. And it's it's adult, a, it's, yeah. and there's so many ways to say exactly. Like you could wake up to have, all these emails and there's issues you're going to put out these fires and your day is so stressful and then also yeah. by noon someone sends something like you've changed my life because of the product you've introduced or you've helped me so yeah. greatly because of xyz and then you, you think oh this is all worth it in the end you really disrupted mm-hmm. a space you've solved a problem and then 20 minutes later there could be oh the order is delayed and it, therefore it's not going to be in time for holiday promos and that's when kind of businesses can exactly. make 30% of the revenue for the year. And you're like, ah, so it's yeah. someone once said it's about celebrating all the little wins and that so many founders, business owners, chief of staff, leaders within companies are constantly being so tough on themselves and saying this went wrong and I could have done this yeah, better absolutely. and I didn't turn out the way I wanted. And yes, I am I don't want to be a control freak, but I have to lead my team. And someone said, if you yeah. focus on all those little wins, even if it is... A simple phone call that went well or closing one small sale or an email where you may have not revolutionized something, but someone appreciated the work you were doing. It just makes it all better. And just those little wins will get you the farthest.
1: Just people with that like determined mindset in general, just always feel. Another thing that I always say to people and myself is that winners never feel like they've won. You have that little moment of celebration and then you're like, okay, I did that in 10 seconds, but how do I do it in nine now? You know what I mean? You're always just like competing with yourself. You do have majority of the time you have those moments of I'm not doing good enough. We're not doing good enough. But then it does creep in those little, like you said, celebrations. And those are really important to let you know, like where you are, how far you've come. Just cleaning up stuff the other day, I had a notebook where I literally just had the dispenser of the scar tape drawn in the notebook. It wasn't, didn't even happen yet. Like A little logo on it. And just to see that really put um, things into perspective for me um, of how far I've come. Cause like I said, just someone who's just like determined, like you just, you just always feel a little bit behind, even though you're a lot further along than a lot of people who aren't going out and chasing their dreams.
0: And then maybe they're taking the easier path and, I think it's, I applaud so many people that say this was a personal issue and I found this space in the market and I want to solve this and I can help so many other people or they step back and maybe it didn't affect them directly, but they said, oh, this happened to my friend or my brother and I want to do something to solve this or thinking of the future while still staying present. And that is so powerful at the end of the day. Yes, you might not have a nine to five job and be able to go meet your friends every day after work or always take your dog for an hour walk in the morning. However, you are solving a problem, and you're using all sides of your brain, and really just, yeah, genuinely just putting in so much effort to do something so amazing and, and cool. And that's that's
1: part of not just realizing that a business is not going to go as planned, things aren't going to go as planned, and not being stuck to that, but just being stuck to the overarching like mission and goal that you want to reach. And once, when a path gets blocked, you figure out another way. And that's Mm -hmm. just what you have to do as a founder in business is you just, it's it's problem solving constantly and just figuring out your, your way around things.
0: So as an extension of this question, one of our favorite questions to ask is where do you sit in the stands in your life? And it comes from thinking like at your favorite sports game, whether you're watching a baseball game or maybe a football game. And You're sitting in the stands, you're yelling at the player saying, why didn't you throw the ball to him? Why didn't you run down (laughs) the sidelines? Why'd you do that? And they can't hear you, but you're so passionate about seeing either the something they missed or the action they did that you wish they didn't do and so when we step back in our own lives we say sometimes we are sitting in the stands in our own life and we can't even hear ourselves whether it's Mm -hmm. we want to start doing something or stop doing something it could be something that it's been on your to-do list for two weeks it could be something that's been on your to-do list for 10 years is there any place within your life where you feel that you're sitting in the stands and why and how can you commit to finally getting to it soon
1: something i do every couple months, every six months, I'd say, is I reach out to people within my network that I really respect their opinions, whether it be colleagues, mentors, friends. I ask, what am I not doing that I could be doing? Let me know something that I can't see. Because when you look in the mirror every day, you don't feel like you're losing weight. So it's like me just being, doing all the working on the business the way that I'm working on the business and just sometimes you become short-sighted so I asked five people before I left for vacation a few weeks ago and all five people some varying answers but all of them had in it like you need to really work on your personal branding and how you tie that into Motivo because my my personal story and how this company came to be it's all really it can be really impactful for not only the business overall, but others, and hopefully give someone the inspiration to to live their dreams and, and become who they want to be overall. And I'm a just put your head down and get things done kind of person. I don't fucking care if you call me the janitor. So it's hard for me to, be out there and like talking about myself and like doing all these things. It's not really like my personality. So I'm I'm coming to terms with the fact that like, this is something that I need to do and that I'm I'm not doing it for the wrong reasons. Like I said, someone could hear this and it really could be something life changing for someone else. And that's what I need to stick with when thinking about doing it because it's just it's something that like I'm just not super comfortable with. It's interesting. We hear this a a bunch,
0: actually. And a lot of people, similar to what you're saying, is that their main focus is being productive. And productive to them means either getting those orders out the door and getting them to the post office in the early days of their business, or closing that wholesale account, or maybe it's optimizing the SEO on their websites, like something almost even if it's digitally tan- tangible, then yeah. you're being productive. And so a lot of times people say, I don't want to sit there on TikTok or Instagram or, or go on a podcast or talk about myself. Yeah. And like I was saying before, is that someone once got on the podcast <laughs> and that I was talking about myself the entire time. I'm so embarrassed. And I said, no, you're supposed to like, tell your story, <laughs> share your advice, yeah. what advice are you looking for? And it mm-hmm. is, I think for most people and especially business owners, like your entire goal is, to launch something, grow something, scale something. And it all goes back yeah. to that productive mindset. So now we almost have mm-hmm. to shift it to say, marketing is so different than it was five years ago, 10 years ago. And so much of it now is really yeah. rooted in your personal brand story. And how can you market sure. yourself to market the company? That it's, it's definitely yeah. tough. It's
1: just a lot of shoppers want to know who they're shopping with Mm -hmm. and that just goes deeper than like the company story it's who owns this company why did they start it and that that resonates with a lot of consumers nowadays so it's just (laughs) i guess it's something that i have to do even though it's just i guess i just i grew up playing outside not on social media and on the phone so it's all just it's still so new to me like all the technology and the ai and I have a love-hate relationship, with that scares the shit out of me. But it's also super convenient and useful. So it's just, it's that learning curve of, it's not, I don't lack the confidence of doing it. It's just like a, eh, to me, like you said, I just, I'd rather just be productive in other ways mm-hmm. than... And And that's uh, good because then the
0: feeling of being outside we were talking earlier that you live at the jersey shore and it's such a beautiful beach and you can have ocean time and time in the sand and time with your friends and just feeling the sun and you can go back to like digital social world and promoting yourself but you always know that you don't have to rely on your phone and you don't always have to be like heads down buried in your phone at the the dinner table once you can set it to the side and enjoy people around you be present and then carve yeah. out time but always know that's not your complete life is being buried in the phone so that's healthy that's yeah.
1: great yeah i think like nine pictures on instagram right now i'm like, i just i don't know I, I scroll everyone does like a little late night scroll and mm-hmm. just that's just the way of the world now but yeah i don't know like i'm not i don't put my my life out there a lot but i guess that's something that is Is in the pipeline. And that's what I'm in the stands screaming to myself is like, just be out there, tell your story, let people know who you are. It's it's important.
0: So, one final Mm -hmm. question for you, Jadis is what advice would you like to share with everyone and why, whether it's personal, professional, about starting a business, getting into skincare, scar care, operations, marketing? We would love to hear from you.
1: I feel like knowing yourself and being able to, to be yourself is really important just for for going through life and especially in starting a business you have to be so uh, as mentally sound as possible and that's not always easy so just making sure that you keep like your mental health in line and in check is important just in in overall daily life and and especially in business and just figuring out how to make like your underestimated qualities become like your best advantages figuring out how to turn those things around and finding what's inside of you that you want to exert and make make great i feel like so many people just have these like hidden gems inside of them but are just you know too scared or don't have the know-how of how to go about bringing them to light
0: don't yeah don't be afraid to know your skill set and bring it to light shed a light on it and say you know i might have not always. Excelled at this, but maybe I just haven't given it the chance to excel and and really shine through.
1: Absolutely. What's living if you're not going to follow some kind of dream? So everyone's dreams are are different, but I just, I know (laughs) at the end of the day, it's not the money for me. I just want to see how many of my dreams I can make true. And following that path definitely keeps me awake at night. (laughs) It's uh, stressful, but it's to me, it's, it's better than. I don't know. Just I can't do it with a mm. it's, it's not. It's like,
0: and maybe you sit at night and you're stressing. Okay, how am I going to make this happen? But on the flip side, you could also be sitting there saying, "Am I truly not like fulfilling, really living out what I envisioned my life to be?" I think yeah, what you're doing exactly. is the right path. Yeah. Thank you, Jada. Where can everyone find? If everyone, where can everyone find Motivo Scar Care? Where can people get in touch with you? And what are websites, social links, LinkedIn? Definitely don't get in touch with me. (laughs) Just kidding.
1: Motivo, everything is at Motivo Scar Care. Website is uh, MotivoScarCare.com. And then my personal contacts are anything at Jadis Montijo on Instagram, TikTok. LinkedIn. yeah, just my full name
0: amazing thank you jada (laughs) thank you so much for coming on the beyond beauty podcast and for sharing your story and we're excited to see motivo scar care continue to expand and help so many people
1: absolutely thank you so much appreciate it bye